This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. This is the Adam Gold Show. I was surprised there was a lack of Halloween candy on press row last night for the Hurricanes and the Capitals. That was disappointing. I, You know, the, the biggest tease, though, uh, was when I was walking the halls this morning. Not this morning. Well, I kind of did on my way out this morning. But when I got to the arena, mm-hmm. I saw all the empty uh candy boxes yeah there was like reese's and hershey's and butterfinger and kit kat and i'm like well they must be out here somewhere yeah and they were not they were not they had them all down on the bench for the post game for the they? storm surge what, what, what were the boxes doing all the way up in, on the fifth floor i don't know they could have just they have garbage cans down at the arena level maybe could have just tossed them there they were just teasing us which is fine i don't need the candy I'm um, watching my figure. Uh, the Hurricanes did pretty well last night. They won in uh, penalties, three to two. Yes, we'll get to uh, we'll get to more about that game a little bit later on. But should have had a lot more goals than two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that game that could have been a five-two final very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Anderson had to make some good saves in the third period. I thought Carolina was a better team by a lot, uh, and they got a just result, unlike. What happened in Philadelphia on Saturday? The first highlight you heard in that package came from Saturday night when the Hurricanes stole two points. Martin Natchez, they put the two points, a big number two, they sat it on the plane next to Natchez. Like, Marty, <laughs> yeah. you take this home with you because you just did that in Philly. Anyway, it was uh, it was a fun night. I thought it was a very entertaining game at PNC Arena. So uh, we got a lot of stuff to do today. Uh, we're going to talk some football as well. And I have a declaration to make as we start. Happy college football playoff fake rankings day. Let's go. Yes. Let's go. Tonight at whatever time. I still. Let's get mad. How many many years have they done these shows? This show itself? I probably say. Close to six, six, seven years. I have never watched an episode. I don't blame you. I just, I just look at my timeline and look at my Twitter feed and see the anger. Why <laughs> is this? Why is this? Why is this? I will provide the PSA for every. I do this every year. Don't pay attention. Don't assign any meaning. Don't. It's a fake. It doesn't mean anything. Their reasons don't mean anything. All of the things that they spit out, that they say to justify why this team is here and this team is not, doesn't mean anything and it doesn't count. So if you get angry over, let's just say, Clemson, Coming in at number, let's just say Clemson is sixth tonight behind Alabama. How dare. Right? Don't worry about it. Because all Clemson has to do is keep winning. And they will eventually be in the top four. (laughs) And I'll say the same thing about TCU. If you're mad, if you're a big horned frog and the horned frogs are not in the top four, 
but they are still unbeaten, by all means, just sit tight. Don't don't scream about it. If they keep winning, they'll be in the playoff. Promise. Promise. <sighs> A lot of these teams have to play each other. Yeah. Right? So we have uh, Tennessee at Georgia, Alabama, well, at, uh, playing at LSU, and then they have another difficult game left. Plus, you're playing Auburn with an interim coach coming up at the end of the year. That's going to be weird. Brian Harson was fired. Yeah. Ohio State and Michigan have to play still. There's a lot of things going to happen. Uh, not only does Tennessee play Georgia, but one of them will have to play Alabama. Tennessee could be a rematch. Georgia would be a first-time thing. So, a lot to do. All right. What will it look like tonight? And here's what I would like to do, uh, Dennis. Yes. I would like to play college football playoff fake, fake rankings selection show bingo. Okay. We need to come up with a bingo card. Uh, That's we, easy. We'll, we will use Nick Saban as the free space. Of course. And we need to come up with 24 other things that will likely be said. Easy. Uh, coming up tonight, I've got strength of schedule, mm-hmm. road wins, uh, in their conference or league. I mean, whatever. It's the same. Uh, I test. Oh, man. Uh, m- much improved. Right? Yeah. Defensive metrics. Okay. Body clock. Body clock? Oh, yeah. Oh, you don't remember the whole body clock thing? No. Oh, yes. Body clock was a thing about four years ago. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Game control. Okay. Right? I think there was also something about weather. Okay. I'll just, I'll just, I'm going to write this down. Anything about weather. Oh, I'm typing it all out right now. Oh, are you? Oh, I got you. Let's see. uh, What else? Uh, Data points. Oh, yes. Data points, a good one. Uh, Tradition. I'm not sure why, but I'm sure it'll come up. Oh, resume. Oh, resume. Yeah, yeah. resume, resume. Easily. Write that down, too. Uh, let's see. Uh, game day environment. Mm-hmm. Weather. So, whatever, however many that is. Remember, Saban is the free space. I think that's about 12 right there. Four, four, five, 12. Yeah, I think that's I think that's 13 with Saban. So, we need to come up with another dozen. I actually have, uh, I have 14 here. Yeah, yeah, 14. Okay, we need to come up with another uh, 11 to okay. fill out the entire bingo card. That's easy. Okay. So, if you have a suggestion for the... Um, college football playoff fake rankings day bingo card. Let's uh, let's have at it, and then we'll distribute the cards, and we'll see. Uh, maybe somebody will win a shekel. Be very nice. You take a shekel out of petty cash. Uh, all right. Uh, so, what will it look like tonight? What will the their first ranking look like? My guess is Ohio State will be one. Georgia will be two, Tennessee will be three, Michigan will be four, Clemson five, Alabama six, TCU seven, although they only put on the board, they only put the six. So TCU is going to be a little uh, little stepchild out. First one out. Uh, yes, they'll, they'll be seventh. Uh, Southern Cal eighth, Oregon ninth, UCLA tenth. Now we have the run on the Pac-12. Southern Cal, Oregon, UCLA. Eight, nine, and ten. That's my prediction for the top 10. What does Paul Feinbaum think about who's number one tonight? Well, my top four will not mirror what we're going to see tonight, but I still like Ohio State as the most complete team after that, Georgia, Tennessee, and Michigan. 
Having said that, uh, there's a lot of reason to believe Tennessee could end up number one tonight based on the win three weeks ago over Alabama. Yeah, they have the best win. Yeah. Right? And that would be fine for me, but I guess Paul assumed that my that his top four, his top four looks looks like my top four. I'm not sure if I that, think he copied you. He, he might have. I said it first. You did. All right, so... We, well, we'll get back to Paul Feinbaum in a minute. Let me move on to something else. According to Albert Breer from Sports Illustrated, the Rams, who also were in the Christian McCaffrey sweepstakes, mm-hmm. the Rams were the team in the hunt for Brian Burns. And they did, in fact, offer first-round picks, albeit in 24 and 25, not this year. This would have been a better year to have the Rams' first-round picks since they look like they're not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and there's, I think you had mentioned also that there was some chatter that Cam Akers would be tossed in. The running back mm-hmm. who played at Florida State would be tossed in as a sweetener. And I'll just say, whatever. I mean, Cam Akers, I think, is a good running back, but it's not going to make me, it's, it's not going to swing me one way or the other because, I mean, there's a lot of Cam Akers out there. Not to mention, he's been a little bit of a problem. Away, staying on the field, and then complaining with the Rams. But I will go back to what I said over and over and over again about the idea of trading Brian Burns. If you turn down multiple first-round picks for Brian Burns, it is malpractice. If you are trying to build a team that wins, that is uh, a consistent winner in your division as much as you can be, for the Panthers. And you are offered two first round picks for Brian Burns and you don't take it, you should be fired. Because there are so few players in this league that even come close to being worth two first round picks. Non quarterback division, unless we are talking about, and I don't even know if Aaron Donald is today, right? But unless we were talking about somebody who is. One of the all-time greats. Two first-round picks is a no-brainer. Automatic. Yeah, of course. Where do I sign? I will drive him to you. Doesn't mean we don't love Brian Burns. So I'll, I'll put it this way. Let's just assume that the Rams are a playoff team. Next year. Not mm-hmm. this year. Next year. And they lose in the division round. Okay. We're talking about a pick in the neighborhood of 25, 26. Something along those lines. Right? So if you get that two years in a row to add to your own first-round picks, now you have draft capital. You have draft capital that you can use to either move up or to simply add to your team. No offense to Brian Burns. He's not the best defensive end in this. not the best edge rusher in the sport. No. I mean, I don't even know where he ranks. I mean, I, I'll say he's in the top 10 of yeah. edge rushers in the sport. But that ain't moving the needle. And it's certainly not making the Panthers this juggernaut of a defense. Their defense is good. Their defense is not amazing. It's good. No, they're a little banged up. No Jeremy Chin like that. They, they yeah. could use some help in other positions as well. And I'm not blaming Brian Burns. But he ain't Lawrence Taylor. He's not... It's not Derek, the, the late Derek Thomas. So, un, unless we're talking about somebody who is 
absolutely at the top of the sport today, if I'm getting two first-round picks, this is not even a question for me. On top of the fact how far are the Panthers away from being great. From being, great is the bad word, from being a legitimate contender to not only squeak into the playoffs, but to actually advance in the playoffs. And I think we're talking about three years. So now let's let's fast forward it three years. What is Brian Burns three years from now? We don't know. We don't know. But he would have been in, he'll be in year seven by that point. Mm-hmm. And for the most part, players. Like 27 years old. Yeah. Or actually, I will say only 27. I'm not saying yeah. it's not without some risk. But I will trust getting two first round picks, especially those picks will be 21 and 22 when Burns is 26 and 27. Adam Golden studio with my man, Coach Pete DeRuta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. You have a 401k, but you're changing jobs. You're taking that 401k with you. Next step. Well, a lot of people leave it behind, which is not a good thing. I mean, if you're not at the company anymore, your 401k shouldn't either. That's when it's time for my 401k survival oh, oh, look box at that. set. You see it right here. I've got workbooks, <laughs> guidebooks, DVDs in here that explain everything about your 401k. More importantly, how to build a lifetime income. It's a $300 value. I'm also going to give you a total retirement plan, which is a $1,000 value for the next 18 of you who call right now. No cost or obligation. Call. 888-843-0013 or text Adam to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, but you're also making the assumption that those picks are going to translate into a player of his caliber. R- you are making that assumption. Because well, here's every the thing. draft is the same way. Well, sure, but here's the thing. If you know you have a top 10 guy at a, at a premium position right. like edge rusher, why do you give that up? You can get another one. Can you? Yes, because you can. they don't grow on trees. No, they do actually. Top it, ten edge rushers. Look, look at look at the look at prospective NFL drafts. Look at pull up any mock draft right now. Yeah, any mock draft. There are. I'll bet you there are at least five edge rushers in the top twenty. Sure. All you got to do is pick the right one, and it's worth it's worth the try. Because, again, we're not even looking to replace it. By the way, you can get an edge rusher in the third round, too. Uh, I'm just saying that that draft capital, what do the Panthers need more than anything on this earth? Quarterback. Right. And that draft capital in two years could put you in position to take the right quarterback. The right quarterback probably ain't there this time around. I'm saying I'm. there, there is no quarterback in this draft that is blowing my socks off. C.J. Stroud, probably the best prospect, but can we make a list of the Ohio State quarterbacks that have done well? No. We're done. <laughs> we just made the list. We just made the list. That's my point. There's no quarterback. The Panthers, in, in terms of timing, the Panthers are going to be near the top of this draft in a bad year. You can get a quarterback, the same quarterback with the same chances of succeeding at number 15. And I'm not even saying they should take the quarterback at number 15. The Panthers need so much. We fool ourselves to thinking that, and we always we do this in every sport, we overrate our prospects, we overrate our young players. The Panthers have on their defense right now maybe four pieces that will be part of a really good team next in, in three years. Mm-hmm. Maybe four. It's probably less. Probably less. Just looking at their roster now, Chin, Burns, Brown, 
Horn. Horn. Four. Okay, there's four. You need 11, and you need depth. That's what they don't have. So I would would so much rather have the draft capital to be able to fill in now and then, when the time is right, add the quarterback and have draft capital to do it. It's the one thing they have not had is draft capital. And the, the really good teams have built through the draft. The really good teams. The Panthers have not been able to do that. They have screwed up drafts, and they have given draft picks away. They have done way too much trading a, a, a future second for a current third, which they did this year. Remember when they yeah. when they drafted um, Matt Corral? Mm-hmm. That ain't the way to do it, man. That is not the way to do it. Matt Corral or somebody just like him would have been there when they picked in the fourth round. But they traded into the third round again. I just, I mean, I don't know why. I, it's, it's a no-brainer for me. An absolute no-brainer for me. Um, Will Brinson is supposed to join us in a little bit. What did the Eddie Panero run of missed kicks mean for the Panthers? Think about this. So Eddie Panero missed the extra point. They would have taken the lead. And then he missed the short field goal that would have won the game. The Panthers dropped from fourth in the NFC playoff race to 15th in the NFC playoff race as a result of the loss, which, depending on your point of view and what you want out of this season, might not be a bad development. Could be a good, could be a good development. Maybe you prefer to be 15th. The truth is, is that the Panthers right now are in line to get a top five pick at worst. Lions and Texans have one loss each. The Panthers, Steelers, Jaguars, and Raiders each have two losses. I wonder how it's going in Las Vegas with Josh McDaniel. Anyway. It's not. (laughs) But he did take responsibility for this one. I'm not sure if by saying that he's not taking responsibility for the other four losses, but yeah, it's not gone well. But look, he's a first-year head coach like anybody else, right? No, he's not a first. Well, he's first year with the Raiders. With the Raiders, yeah. He's not his first go around. No, it's his it's his second go around. We can't count the uh, the fact that he jilted the Colts at the altar. Uh, No, I'm talking about his time with the Broncos. Right, his time with the Broncos, and he, you know, they experimented with Tim Tebow. Obviously, They they won a playoff game. They did win a playoff game. Nobody can take that from them. They can't. They can't. Um, it's 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 the biggest farce that they did win a playoff game. Steelers couldn't use one of their best players. Yeah, don't remind me. <laughs> I'm fully aware of right. what happened. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, it was Ryan Clark, right? Ryan Clark's safety. So, anyway, look, um, they tried. They tried to make Tim Tebow a thing. And uh, and he didn't. He wasn't able to do that. But I really wanted to see the Panthers win that game for this reason and this reason only. Wouldn't it have been cool to see a four-way tie for the division at three and five? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yes. Coastal division this thing up, please. Oh my gosh, it would have been so awesome to see a division tied four-way tie at three and five. Panthers in first place at three and five. I think there's a very good chance 
that the division winner in the NFC South will be seven and ten. How about that? How about a seven and ten team in the playoffs? You you think we have arguments over whether or not we should have divisions in college football? We only have two of them in college football. But imagine we should go back to no divisions in the NFL. Actually, I can make make an argument that that's what we should do. No divisions in the NFL. All right, to my man, Will Brinson, Pick 6 podcast moderator, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, the only senior NFL writer who doesn't write. Uh, All right, Will Brinson. (laughs) I mean, Pete Brisker doesn't write either. Oh, he doesn't write anymore? I had written in like ten years. Oh, I don't know. I have no. I don't read. Uh, Actually, it's, it's one of our policies in our CBS. <laughs> our writers cannot write. <laughs> it's a great policy. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's start. First of all, let's start with uh, with the Panthers. Your thoughts on turning down two first round picks for Brian Burns? Um, I know we talked about it last week. You said it that it that it was think, wasn't true. Happened. Albert Breer wrote in uh, SI. Okay. Th- that the Rams offered a uh, 24 and a 25 first. And I think um, it, it, there was even rumor that Cam Akers was a throw-in, which irrelevant, <laughs> to, honestly irrelevant in the deal. Um, but if the if it is a 24, a 24 and 25 first-round pick, thoughts? That's actually interesting. And, I, and Albert Albert is, is very good at his job, too. Like, I like... I would... That, that makes more sense, I guess, that the Panthers would turn it down because... If you're, if you're Scott Fitterer mm-hmm. or anyone currently employed by David Tepper, why would you have reason to believe that you'd still be employed in three years? <laughs> sure. What 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 about what about um, like what good does like if you're trying to if you're trying to attract a coach, and you are trying to plan for the immediate future, and you are absolutely unconcerned with what was going to happen in three years because your owner's a, a, a egotistical maniac, <laughs> would you? Would you care more about Brian Burns or more about two first-round picks? I, well, I think the answer is Brian Burns. It all depends on whether or not you're trying to keep your job or do your job. Well, ninety-nine <laughs> no, you're, you're 100% right. right. I'm going to steal that phrase. Um, 90% of the NFL is trying to keep their job. That's probably why 98% of the NFL, well, I shouldn't say 98%, a lot of that 98% does a poor job. Because only doing it for today is it's, it would be like investing simply for what's going to happen next week. It's why the AFC East sucked, except for the Patriots for years, yeah. because everyone else was simply trying to keep their job and mm-hmm. not get fired for losing to Bill Belichick. <laughs> Meanwhile, Bill Belichick is over there doing his job right. and doing his best to ensure that he was succeeded. Not like like he'd be like, all right, you know, we're going to trade down in the draft. Instead of getting this shiny object here, we're not going to trade future first-round picks. We're going to take your future first-round pick. <laughs> the, the only problem with Belichick is that his drafting has been so average. That... This year's draft is pretty good, though. Oh, was it? Okay, good for him. He, finally? For him? Yeah. He's, it's It's been a... Uh... We're going to blame it on Dave Dave Ziegler, or Dave Ziegler, <laughs> who's uh, is now in um, in Las Vegas. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the... By the way, the the Panthers Falcons game was actually super entertaining this week. It's all I've all I've ever asked out of the Panthers this year is I know you're going to be bad. Just make it interesting and enjoyable to watch. 
and I thank them for giving me an interesting, enjoyable watch uh, this past Sunday. All right, to, to the 49ers. I still don't know what to make of them other than I think they should be really good now that McCaffrey is there, and obviously they're going to run the entire offense through him, which is probably a good idea because Kyle Shanahan's not dumb. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on that team? Well, I think I, I think the the best uh, way I've heard it described by by a Panthers fan is um, from my buddy Jimmy Poole, who said, "Good for Christian McCaffrey. He's living his best life. We had all our, all the time in the world to like like make make things good for this guy, and now he he like he's out he's out in California. He's got um oh gosh, what is his girlfriend uh, Olivia Culpa? Is that right? Oh, I have no idea. Is she? She's uh, she's a lovely woman. Lovely. Okay, I'm lady. sure she is. Highly, uh, highly recommend just, just, a, I mean, you know, uh, anyway, sure. <laughs> lovely, lovely young lady. She was, she's on the sidelines in a Niners, like halter top. You know, there's like family out there. <laughs> he's hanging out with a guy who used to babysit for him. He's That's throwing right. passes. He's catching passes. He's run, I mean, you know, throwing touchdowns, running run for touchdowns, catching touchdowns. I mean, like what a, what a life. Good for Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> he's, he's in an offense with a, yeah, it, it was sort of like when, um, you know, when Cam Newton, it's like, man, like, what? What if we? What if the Panthers had like done right by Cam Newton and got him a good offensive good coordinator <laughs> and a good and, offensive like, line and an offensive line? Yeah. Like, come on, I mean, what, imagine what, how good he could have been. Mm-hmm. And he's McCaffrey, and he's out here, and he's out here, just he, he looks so much like he looks so much better in a yeah. 49ers uniform, like physically, just like more attractive in a in a, <laughs> in a, in a 49ers uniform than a Panthers uniform. And um, so, I, I mean, I think that like. I think he's going to dominate. For, for I agree. He, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo said that he um, didn't say a word in the huddle the entire game. And meaning that, McCaffrey didn't or, or Garoppolo didn't. McCaffrey, because, okay. <laughs> McCaffrey didn't because he he knew all the plays. Oh sure. He yeah, knew everything. He's a savant. He yeah, if in 10 days he knew everything he's supposed to do in the entire Kyle Shanahan playbook. Yeah, he's a savant. I mean, probably, uh, and he's probably working yep. on a piano. He's probably playing the piano at night. I mean, he's, look, some people just have it. And there is no question that he has had it. And I said this when they were thinking about trading him. I thought it was the humane thing to do. Basically, for the Panthers to give Christian McCaffrey and his career meaning the rest of the way. When we come back. Uh, I guess one quarterback isn't quite done from the three veterans that have had tough years. We'll talk about the three vets next. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, Will Brinson, senior NFL writer, CBSSports.com, Pick Six podcast moderator. If you want to add to the bingo card for the college football playoff fake selection show uh, tonight, uh, feel free. May make a couple of thoughts and you can. Uh, shout it to us before we get out of here. Um, are the I mean, Pat- Pooch, Pooch, just to, Pooch just has to 
like steadfastly not allow Carolina in. I mean, that's... <laughs> <laughs> you got one job, pal. By any means necessary. Uh, we'll put that on the list. All right, so, I mean, they're going to be in the top 25. I think State will be in the top 25 tonight, too. Yeah, yeah, both of you, yeah, for sure. I think they'll both be in the top twenty-five. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's let's examine this. Are the Packers done? Done, done. Yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty terrible. Um, the problem is that they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, that <laughs> excuse me. I don't know why I didn't expect that, but yes, that would be a problem. <laughs> Bad. Bad um, is not good. It, it's it's a function of, I, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's really a function of just Aaron Rodgers don't have any weapons. You know, like that's that's the that's the problem. Is right. he just he has no weapons? The defense isn't as good as they thought, and they're not able to like functionally run the offense um, through the running game in a way that they thought they would be able to, which is causing them to be again bad. Yeah, and I also think that for whatever we think of the Giants, the Jets, the Commandos, whatever, the Giants might be good, the Jets might be good. I don't know. They've lost, by the way, the Packers have now lost four in a row. First time Rodgers ever lost four in a row. First time Brady's ever lost three in a row. The soft part of their schedule is over. So at, what are they, three and five, the Packers? Yeah, and the Vikings six and one. Right. Forget about the Vikings. I'm just talking about being the seventh seed. Now in the NFC, the seventh seed, you're not that far away, but you're probably going to have to be no worse than nine and eight to be the seventh seed. I mean, I think somebody's going to win the division right, possibly be, at seven and ten. You could be potentially be the fourth seed and be like six, ten, and one. Um, well, yeah, but but, but that's just a division winner. <laughs> right, right, so, but right. I'm talking about being the one of the wild cards. Nine and eight. Nine and eight is if if you want to if you want to if you want to feel like you have any shot of being the final wild card in either conference. Nine and eight is probably the four. Right. Or the, or the yeah the four. You have yeah that's the worst you can be. So getting to nine and eight means that the Packers are going to have to win six of their last nine games, and they have the Cowboys. They have the Eagles. They have they're on the road at the Dolphins. They have another another game with the Vikings. And they can lose to anybody right now, including the Bears, and they're on the road at the Bears. Including the Lions. Including the Lions. They're, they're at the Lions this week, although the Lions just traded TJ Hockenstein. What? They did. You oh. didn't know that? Did I just break that news? Boom! Breaking news! Do you have to go emergency pod because TJ Hockenstein was, uh, was traded? Um, I, I may, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it is trade deadline now. <laughs> uh, it is yeah, we got a podcast here at three thirty, and um, there you go. Smith traded too. That's good. I'm glad. Uh, what, Roquan Smith traded from the Bears yesterday. Like, d- did I miss that Roquan Smith was not good? The Bears getting rid of is great. He is right. great. So, like, if you're the Bears, why are you trading him for like just a second? Um, I know they have to pay him, but you got to pay somebody, I think, in the NFL, don't you? Yeah, I mean, the problem is it's an off-ball linebacker and, like, okay, I mean, it, it's – they were he, he is going to demand a lot of money. His contract's going to be huge whenever he gets paid. Right. 
you can franchise tag him, which gives you uh, you know a certain amount of team control, obviously. But the Ravens are a perfect team for Roquan because they ain't going to franchise tag him. They got somebody else they got to worry about. Yes, that, that, that is absolutely true. Um, have you and I talked about how the Ravens should franchise tag Lamar Jackson? That they should do the non-exclusive tag, which is less less yes, money ultimately. Um, yes, we did talk about that actually. Okay, never mind. Then we won't talk about it again. Try to get it's less money. See if somebody offers you if somebody offers you two first round picks and then does a contract sheet and negotiates for you. Yeah, because the contract, I don't think. I mean, if somebody wants to give him the 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 fully guaranteed contract, which the Ravens don't appear to ever want to do, you could always match it. I mean, you always have the opportunity to match it, right? Yeah, you just be just be like, all right, that that sounds great. Lamar agreed to that. You agree to that. We'll we'll pay that. Let's, let's go. Let's do that. So, but th- that is how you keep that overall cost down. If ultimately plays on the franchise tag. All right. So Packers are toast. Are the Buccaneers? I mean, look, the division is very winnable, but that's uh, Buccaneers not toast because they they still have the weapons in the passing game and do they? Yeah, my Kevin's Chris Godwin very good. Who else is? Uh, but right now, nobody's healthy though, and Julio Jones is not not going to be healthy in a week, even though even if he's healthy right now. What? They traded him in the division? They did, yes. The Lions traded. I didn't mention the Lions traded him to the Vikings. Yes, TJ Hawkinson was traded to the Vikings. <laughs> For 2023. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's a complete I, mess. Can I, come, can I come back in the 1 o'clock hour? Is that, is that, is that possible? <laughs> no. I have no room. Okay. Um, I may have to go. <laughs> That's fine. If you have to go, you have to go. It is, it's, it's life in the big city. Do you have to well, go? I, I, I have to go, yeah. I'm All sorry. right. Well, I'll say goodbye. Bye, Will um, What? I'll come back on uh, Thursday. That's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll set it up. I'll come back again this week. All right. All right. All right. See you, man. All right. Will has to go. I'm dying. Oh, this is so good. That's, uh, hey, that's the wait, world we wait, live wait, in. That's live second. radio and stuff for you. Is, is TJ Hawkinson that good? I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, was he's he a good. First, he was a first round pick, wasn't he? couple years ago wasn't yeah, like him and Noah fans there's 32 first round picks every year well i know <laughs> but usually you don't see tight ends going in the first round yeah but maybe it was i know there's a couple guys that drafted i'm sure i'm iowa. sure he's good I'm, well iowa of course yeah he and Noah fan so look i did dj hawkinson i guess is worth uh an emergency pod yeah so will will brinson went by uh man so I was looking at the NFL uh, playoff uh, matchups right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, in this is this is how mediocre the NFC has the AF the NFL has been this year. the The Titans are back to a two seed in the AFC. They win the tiebreaker with Kansas City for I think it's conference record. Um, now, ultimately, that'll adjust, and the Chiefs are the second-best team in the AFC, and they'll be the number two seed. Uh, but Tennessee right now is the two seed. The Chargers, who are all talent and no ability to win, are the seven seed. The Chiefs and the Dolphins, I actually think the Dolphins might be good when they get healthy, but we don't know if they're ever going to be healthy. Uh, but the Chiefs and the Dolphins are the three-six. And then the Ravens who 
depending on the day and whether or not their defense wants to hold a lead, are would be matched up right now against the Jets, who are half of a football team. They have a very good defense, and the Jets have a very bad offense. And Losing it, Brees Hall didn't help either. No, it, it, as a matter of fact, the, the numbers in their run game without Brees Hall and with Brees Hall were essentially great to bad. Like, no joke. They were like five-something yards a carry with Brees Hall and three-something yards a carry without. Now, they went and traded for the guy from Jacksonville, but who knows if he's any good. Uh, Minnesota is the two seed right now in the NFC. And Minnesota adds Hawkinson, and they have tremendous wide receivers and Dal- and a healthy right now, Dalvin Cook. I say right now because in a week, Dalvin Cook won't be healthy. Potentially. Right? I mean, that's just the, that, that has been his history. But if Minnesota stays healthy, I don't know what to make of a team like that that still has Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. At some point, and Kirk, to me, Cousins is a, basically he's Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe a slightly better version of yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. I mean, just slightly better. But I'd slightly say. better? Like my pro- I think Garoppolo, though, is a better bright lights quarterback than Kirk Cousins is. Like when the game gets bigger, I think Garoppolo gets better. And I think it's the opposite for Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. And there's something to that. Seattle right now is the three seed. Process that for a second. Golly, a lot of people thought they were going to be the worst team in Terrible. the league. Terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is going to be perfect. They'll ride out with Geno Smith. They'll right. get a top pick, draft a QB. Two things. Two nope. things here. I don't know whether or not you should say Geno Smith is really good or Geno Smith is having a hell of a year. And those two things are different, mm-hmm. right? Because I don't know if you assign real meaning beyond this year to what Geno Smith is doing this year. What I do know is he's making himself money. He's going to get a contract, whether it's from Seattle or somebody else, based on what he's doing. I'm not against it. Oh, can you just see it now, Dennis? Geno Smith? Panthers killed him. Absolutely. (laughs) I knew exactly where you were going with that. Yeah. Well, it was interesting (laughs) because he did say post-game recently that he gives a lot of credit to Ben McAdoo for, like, hey, this guy actually believed in me when he was backing up in New York. Yeah, he did. Uh, He was was a second-round pick of the Jets. Then when he was with the Jets, he was slated to be the starter. And then a, a former Jet teammate turned Buffalo Bill in a preseason game. No, no, not a preseason game. Uh, in the uh, training camp, in the locker room, former Jet teammate sucker punched him in the face. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because Geno Smith owed him money from like a card game or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Smith is out for half a year. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I believe it was Ryan Fitzpatrick, took the job and became good. And that guy, I think it was like Kenham Polly was his last name, ends up going to Buffalo. And when the Bills played the Jets, Rex Ryan was the head coach of the Bills. He made uh, that kid the captain of the team when they played. And ultimately, he got released by the Bills because he wasn't that good. Uh, But Geno Smith's Jets career fizzled out there. And then Mm -hmm. he ended up backing up with the Giants. And now he's in Seattle. But, uh, yeah, good for him, man. It's uh, 
it's just one of those things about the NFL timing and opportunity. Just it just sits there if you persevere. So he's having a great year and he's going to get a contract. Yeah, he's going to get a contract. But I don't think Seattle's all that good. But as it turns out, that division might not be all that good. No. Right? The Rams aren't for various reasons. They're just too banged up. The offensive line is bad. The Cardinals are still coached by Cliff Kingsbury. They still stink. And Kyler Murray is a fun player to watch, but not that good a player. So maybe Seattle is going to win that division, although I still think it's San Francisco. And then uh, the Cardinals, not the Card, the Falcons and the Cowboys are the 4-5 game. Cowboys legitimately good, but only one team can win that division. And the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. This is the Adam Gold Show. Did you know that your unused medications could end up in the wrong hands? It's important to keep your medication secure in a locked location, such as a locking box or locking cabinet. When it's time to dispose of them, safety and properly dispose of old, expired, or unused meds by using an at-home disposal product or a medication disposal box in your community. Don't miss out on medication take-back events happening near you. Don't let anyone take what's yours. Lock your meds. Be aware. Don't share. Learn more at lockyourmeds.org nc.